0: Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature, so keep the volume down if there are kiddies around, and thank you for listening. It's Footy Prime, the podcast, starring Cletus Forrest III and his hot sister. Buck Swarthy Quaff Dunlop, Jimmy Bronco, Bustin' Brennan, and the Sheriff of Pie Town, Lil' Jimmy Sharman, featuring music from Uncle Dan and the Panel Van by the Playground Band. Now let's kiss your cousin and the horse she rode in on, and get this party started. <laughs>
2: Where do you You get this shit? (laughs) You never see two mazes. That's unbelievable. Oh, buddy.
3: (laughs) Initially, yeah, inspired by Calgary Stampede. That was last weekend, wasn't it? It
2: was initial inspiration.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you know what? It probably was a little bit of a a subliminal inspiration.
3: When you hear that accent, though, you automatically picture someone in sweltering heat. Yes. Like I never think of someone that speaks like that wearing a parka. They're not traveling Iceland. You're not meeting them in any other place that isn't sweltering. No, it's uh, only because heat's on your mind right now because the whole world's on fire. Yeah, the world is on fire. I it?
1: agree with you, though. B the uh, and overalls with no shirt. There, there's there's the 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 thicker the accent, the less the clothing. Yes, is that it? Uh, yeah. Yes,
3: and the more the the more the straw
4: and AK hat and pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to uh. wear clothing down there because of the alfalfa leaves a rash on you oh it does
2: eh? well the only way to cure the heat boys is a good party at beer fest on friday oh is
3: that what we're doing (laughs) jimmy brennan we've got right into this Uh, we haven't even done the formal introductions
2: Uh, that's where we're going dunlop and that's where we're going jc too bad for us out in the west coast you big hippie
3: yeah (laughs) dan wong are you responsible adult man you not joining us but you've joined us here that's yeah. a big forest out from the West coast. Again, it doesn't exist. If Dan Wong isn't there, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably pretty appropriate. Um, you know, what does exist though, this brand new segment where we learn about each other while sharing this with the listeners. That was courtesy. Was that Sharman's idea, Wong or your idea? Yesterday, I, I it brought it up.
1: No, name. no, no. I brought it up uh, on one of our earlier conversations about two months ago when, We weren't sure whether one of our interview uh, subjects was coming through. And I said, why don't we just do it? I I don't know if you could track it down, but Sharm's brought it up again. I thought it was really intelligent, really strategic and fun.
3: Yeah, I'll just go through our very curated producer archive of everything that's (laughs) all the stories that have been accurately, easily searchably archived to to go through and pull that up. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I also I I also thought it was funny. I was on uh, Twitter and Kula Kulis. Said, "Hey, I want to hear about the Japan story, Jimmy and Craig." And I just, I, I, I see you nodding, but Kula, Kula's waiting for the after dark version, the Peach Pit, uh, <laughs>
3: Peach Pit after. It dark. hasn't even been twenty four hours, and you're already <laughs> going into the into the story. Well,
1: no, it's just it's because it's been floating around on the interweb.
3: It's it's one of interest, Jimmy. You've you've piqued people's interest. If you didn't want to, you shot yourself in the foot because if we get through this show without it will they'll, they'll still be asking about it. But I didn't want to put you on the spot with that. If you want to go, Jimmy, you can't. But I thought it, it might, would be fun. It might be pay-per-view. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's we'll we'll save it for one of those we'll save it for, for one of those Twitter spaces that nobody can record but us. And then that way it's in and out. No one's playing it back. It's not AOD, audio on demand. It's in and out. So when we finally right. get to get around Wanger to doing a Twitter Spaces, Kula, you'll get your Japan story. In the meantime, because Wanger's the most interesting one of the lot of us, I thought we'd go around the horn quick before we get into all the amazing signings and rumors and unveilings that we have to get to in the middle of July. We'd all ask Wanger a question. So I'll bat lead off with a with one that I have no idea what the answer is.
1: Producer Dan Wong, how many suits do you own? Great question, great question. Uh, none right now, not one. Not one complete suit? No, I uh, did a big purchase about four years ago and they're all out of style. So two years ago, I uh, <laughs> actually last summer, my nephews came to visit me from Ottawa, uh, Benji and Sam, McGill, and, uh, McGill University and U of T alumni. And I left their, my clothes out and I said, take whatever you want and they're a little smaller than i am so they took all my suits and i went go ahead take them now i do have suit jackets but not one suit wow yeah only guys that go
3: to fancy schools drop the alma mater there eh he's not even talking about himself he's just talking about people that are related to him like you guys do you guys know that i went to guelph humber no because i've never once mentioned
1: it is that a school
3: Yes, I have 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 a, I have a <laughs> university degree from the University of Guelph, and I have a college diploma from Humber College. Right. Yeah, I know. Imagine the amazement when my wife found out that my major is, I have a master's in communication. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? You have a master's in communications. No wonder we don't understand each other. I guess I'm not at
0: your university master's level.
3: Or getting fire from Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't know if the phd would have helped me in that regard though but i don't, I don't <laughs> think so what how many you, suits Prager? no how many suits do you have i probably have uh like eight. I've got eight eight but you've got me thinking now you said that after four years they were out of style so you've shelved them i definitely I think... got ones that are older than four years i mean th- three years into a pandemic did styles change that much yeah. nobody's been wearing anything
1: yeah you three years ago you could go with the short. I mean, you're almost going back to some fun old day kind the of like wide three, lapels. Three buttons. Yeah. You know, like go, I, not super at, long.
3: When I started at Sportsnet, the style was the thin lapels. Yeah. I knew I knew that it was gonna start well when I the first person I had to work with was the stylist, and she pulled out the British version of GQ and she picked all of these Pictures that she thought looked like well, the, the the style that would fit for me, and it's the same pictures I would have picked out.
1: Wait a second, stylist, stylist. walk me yeah. through this.
3: Yeah, so once they commit that they that they want to put you on their television screens, yeah, uh, before you before you really do anything else, they gotta clothe you. So this stylist comes and she took us to a uh, tailor out in. Uh, you remember uh, Craig? We used to go up to Glen Glen Karen. And Lou, remember Lou up there at uh, whatever that tailor's name was? Yeah. No yeah. longer. The Taylor's guy, no longer guy. Legend. Around. And they would uh, they would do these custom Italian jobs. Yeah, we've told the story before because Dickio was complaining that he'd walk out of there with two two suits and three shirts, and I'd walk out of there with four suits and five shirts, and it was the same bill.
2: Because of material.
3: Yeah. Because
2: <laughs> he's a <laughs>
0: giant, giant man. Now, question, Dunny, is that Copley's?
3: No, I've never worn a Copley
0: because that's who. There's a famous Canadian uh, sports broadcaster who's all his things are provided by Copley. Do we yeah. know who I'm talking about?
3: It's it's it probably is uh, Darren Detitian. Yes, and he has a lot of fur, a uh, lot of material. Yes, he has very broad shoulders, chest.
1: Whoosh! He's got a giant neck too. Down. He had a BFN, big fat neck.
3: Yeah,
4: <laughs> he wears like an
3: extra small boy's like golf shirt. He's awesome.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you
3: um um you have a teenager jimmy as do you Wonger? and you notice that they they speak in like these acronyms like they're always in, inventing words you are like this as well Wonger, with acronyms you tweet like btytb
1: i'm like what the hell does that mean brought to you by yes and just even that i made csa a, a verb i, I yes. look i can i can make words up yeah. It's well, in the creative
3: realm. It's because you're it's your fancy McGill education. Oh yeah. Yes.
1: Sometimes yeah, someday, he's just... someday we'll all get jimmied. We all, all know that. We don't know what it means, but we'll all get jimmied one po- at one point in our lives. Wonger's all
4: up to date too. He's like he's hip. Too <laughs> hip to be square.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we we should too cool actually rad for, for mom and dad.
3: <laughs> we should put that out there to the listeners to define what does just got jimmied. Mean because I feel like you know, much like the English language, which is very complicated for people who it's not their first language, there could be many meanings to that. Just got jimmied.
2: Mm.
4: Hey, speaking of suits, I got about 25 30 suits, and the trouble is I can't give them away because I can't find anybody that has an aircraft carrier as a back and legs the same size as -er. (laughs) Wonger. So, if there's anybody out there. (laughs) <laughs> that looks something like that. Give it, let it, let me know. I got suits for you.
1: Tom Cruise could land on your back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, What? Tom Cruise could yeah, bring we, one of his jets down and land on your back and then get a pair of pants oh, out yeah, of this whole was, thing. Yeah. I wonder I wonder pretty, how many fair. times
2: when they pulled your suit out and thought that they had the wrong pants. Be <laughs> like, "Oh, these, whose pants are these? That doesn't go with this suit."
4: There was a lot there, Grant Williams a Welsh International playing at Ipswich. He was sitting next to me in the uh, dressing room. And uh, I thought, you know what? I think he's got this. He's got the same waist as I do. So I put his pants on. I was like Hulk. It was like a Hulk when he turned green. Like I what I look like, but they fit perfectly except they're like halfway, like just under my kneecap. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but the waist is fine. You must not have a big waist, though. You have an average waist and abnormal torso length and leg length.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I can't get into a car. For, honestly, I'm like yeah.
3: a board. That's crazy. Yeah. When you first went to England, that must have been tough. You had to take the bus, public transit, not just because you were on 15 quid a week, but because yeah. you couldn't fit in any of the cars.
4: No. It was 22 and a half P to take the bus into the city center and walk to the ground. uh. When you're on 25 pounds a week, you
3: got to make sure you budget. (laughs) 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 I said we were all going to ask Wonga a question. I know this came up recently. Jimmy, your first car was a Renault, a black Renault? Renault Magan. Renault Magan. And, Craig, you've mentioned it, but what was yours first? Uh, It was a Ford Cortina
4: gray. I think it was a (laughs) five-speed... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I look so uncool you know I, I ended up driving to the end of the street there's a little cheese junction driving in the end of the street this is after I had it for a few months so I got a couple months out of it I think I bought it for a couple hundred quid had a thousand million miles on it and anyway I come to a stop and my whole wheel came off and just kept going right into a guy's garden just bounced right over it. I was like <laughs> sparks going everywhere I'm like what the
3: what? who's how does it's that just, happen? Just fell off. off. That's where you going? I was going to training. How fast <laughs> were you driving?
2: Oh. Oh no, I was just coming to a stop, so I wasn't going very fast. <laughs> That's amazing. My my next car, my next car was an MG and then the club made me sell it. Cuz I they kept made on pulling Yeah, cuz I kept on pulling my hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was manual, but the way you sit, it's like you're almost lying down in this thing. It's only a two-seater. My hamstrings kept on popping on me. They're like, that's it. Sell it. It's done. So I never got to drive it again. Oh,
3: man. Was it the manager? Like, How does that conversation go?
2: Well, it was a physio because I kept on my hamstrings. are killing me. (laughs) (laughs) And And he 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 comes out. He sees me in the car. He goes, get rid of the car. I was like, I'm not getting rid of this car. And it was like a it was a cherry kind of dark red. It was beautiful. I loved it. A little cream seats. I was like, I'm not selling it. He goes, no, you're selling it. I said, I'm not selling it. Then manager comes out. Sell the fucking car. I was like, okay, I sell it. Who was that? Joe Jordan? <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, Jesus. If he tells you
3: to do anything, you do it.
2: Yeah, so I sold that. That's I big loved man. it. Just couldn't walk after.
3: Oh. I feel like we've just stepped into two things I wanted to get to. We've been talking about suits. Federico Bernardeschi's white suit that he wore Ooh. to his Toronto FC unveiling, which that is that was
1: ballsy, definitely. Ballsy suit.
3: Jimmy, you you've had one in that variety, am I right?
2: Uh, I've had some light colors and some pastels, but
3: but have <laughs> you have have you ever gone like deep V in a suit like sans shirt? I couldn't tell if you had like a.
2: I would Pressure have rushed under that. Amount. I would have. I would have definitely wore that, one hundred percent. Not in the winter time, because I would have just looked like a big cotton ball. But summertime I would have looked tan. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, he he mentioned having come on a secret trip in October, I think, to Toronto, and uh, had they been able to do the deal in the January transfer window, then he wouldn't have got that fancy unveiling. Maybe TFC wouldn't be in the position they are on the table either, Craig. If he'd come in at the start of the season, if he if he had come in January, yeah.
4: But if what there was, th- If there was relegation, he would have had a black suit on, <laughs> but a
3: coffin behind him. Well, listening to him speak, you know, obviously they, they asked him, uh, the Italian media and the local media, like, look, why Toronto? You, you definitely had some options. You're literally 12 months off of winning the European Championships. Why Toronto? And he, I love that he spoke in English. He made a real effort to do as much of the press conference as he possibly could in English, even with the translator next to him. He was asking her how to say things and then saying it in English as opposed to letting her do her job, which I which I really appreciated. But he kept referencing the project, this project that Bob and Bill have really sold him. And in talking about you know these guys coming for paychecks or these guys coming in a situation where, look, they're not going to win this year, they might go on a run and make the playoffs, sure. But the chances of them winning a title this year are, are very unlikely, right, Craig? I really like that, and I'm very curious as to what this project was that they sold him. Uh, but I hey, liked how it will be a 30 for
4: 30 it. made if they make if they actually win the whole thing from this stage. Yeah.
3: That is the wild thing about the playoffs, though. I mean, you look when they went to the final in 2019, they had no business being in that final. And on the day in the second half, they were they were poor. But truly mm-hmm. it was it was just kind of two mistakes. That that could have gone to penalties like the other ones.
4: Yeah. Well, That's it's course. it's kind of a it's a league it's a league for kind of most of the season and then it turns into a cup competition. Yeah. So, good luck with that. I mean, that's a that brings everybody into
3: play. Let's be honest.
1: B, mm-hmm. what was what was the vibe like there? Because you and Sharm's were there.
3: Yeah the the vibe was the vibe was good. I mean, it was different because it was at Real Sports, so they had the fans there. Jimmy, as they've done several times, where they open up the balcony to to the the supporters. Hector yeah. had the flags out. Red Patch Boys were there. They were loud, and Bernardeschi loved it. They handed him the jersey after he did the photos with. Bill and Bob, and he was jumping and singing with them. He was he was loving it. He's an instant connection with the fans, just as you want from a number 10, I think, in general. Did he say hello to you? Didn't did say
0: he, hello to me.
2: Did he recognize you?
3: Didn't recognize me. No. <laughs> Didn't recognize me. Zolopski. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. Bring it up, Jimmy. It's been a long time since I've been on television. <laughs> you're, you're the one with all the TV time now, buddy. You're the, you're the one getting screen grabs. People
1: yeah, are
2: I'm
3: sure he went over to you and Jimmy went, Hey. Aren't you the guy that was
4: the first signing for this club? <laughs> yeah.
2: He said he had my jersey. Yeah, Ooh.
4: too bad. I'm making more than you'd have to play for 100 years to make what I'm making in a year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How oh, the game's changed. Oh, how it's changed. Oh, a dollar
4: short, day late. That's uh, that's us, Jimmy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure is.
3: The, the number's been thrown around for Now us look at long. us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I agree. I had to make this thing for you guys just to keep you out of keep you out of rehab. I yeah. know
4: you're the best, Wonger. I gotta tell you,
3: when the thirty for, when they make the thirty for thirty about footy prime, oh, I God. just hope Wonger's still alive. Yeah, to be Could be a while to be a part of it. <laughs> no, I just because I was more implying because you've lived so hard. I don't know if you're gonna make it to the average life is. I,
2: I, what are you saying? 30? He looks worn out. No, no, he looks great,
3: (laughs) but I just know how worn out his organs are his his age, age. just Just from the few nights I've been with him.
1: Look, I, we all know how to go hard. I know how to go hard and recuperate. The problem for me is I went out with JC, uh, last Friday, 10, uh, eight, 10 days ago. And I was hungover for three days, like hangovers last. And it's not the amount I drink. It's how long I drink. So we
3: you left start- on that Saturday. We went out and had a all-day bender. Yep. The day we went to Amsterdam. Yeah. I know what. Went to the well, toilet and never came back.
1: Yeah. You go pee and then you, you know, you do look around, see if anyone Jimmy notices. destroyed
3: you. Destroyed uh, you, Jimmy. We were- you
1: went one,
4: one for one with Jimmy. Not a good idea. One. No. Jimmy Jimmy can outdrink me for sure. Yeah. And then he does a Houdini. Wow. Well, I yelled at you and said, hey, let's go. You <laughs> <No,
2: laughs> we were water. sleeping at
1: his house. He couldn't do that. He tried. Oh, he tried. No, the other time I did a Houdini for sure. Oh yeah, Yeah. I'd had enough of you guys. Let's be honest. Hey, JC, what was
2: he like uh, ten days ago? Did he swallow the microphone again? Uh, He didn't break or
0: sprain an ankle. Yeah, uh, which is good for him. Usually he gets injured in some. He always gets injured in some way. And here's something interesting: six years ago today, Dan Wong and I had our first date, Mm. and that was that ended up with me waking up at two thirty in the morning in a in a bathroom stall. (laughs) And it ended up with Dan Wong brushing the side of a van and flying off of a bike wearing my pants. And that was six years ago today. And I know that it's because awesome. Facebook told me this is our anniversary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm cleaned. telling you, I'm telling you, you go out with Dan Wong, it is memorable. It is. First of all, he's the loudest guy in the bar, but he's also the most popular guy in the bar. Yes. Which doesn't usually happen. Usually no. it's like the loud guy's like, oh, get him out of here. But with Dan, it's like, who is this guy? He's why a does he guy. T- keep telling the same stories over and over again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he's yeah, he's a,
0: dan wong's a legend if you can keep up with the dan wong and you know what maybe that's the definition of wonged is you if you if you leave the bar like if you houdini it you just wonged out
2: yeah uh I don't Wong'd mind
3: that. out yeah that's a, that's a good one i, I feel like it. Wonged, getting Wonged, or being Wonged would also have multiple definitions. Like, it does. You know, it
1: definitely does. <laughs> but, yeah. but Probably aspect, like being Jimmed. <laughs> uh, we've all been Wonged before, Dan. Wow, I hope so in the best way. <laughs> hey, Forrest, do you
2: remember when we were out having a beer with him? We kept on looking at each other, and going, "Why is this guy screaming at us? <laughs> why is he? Why is he so loud right now? I don't understand." <laughs> Dan, why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> well,
4: at, his, at his house one night, the neighbor, like four doors down, came came out and was like, I'm not sure who it is, Dan, but you might want to keep it down a little bit. That
1: was weird. That was just weird.
3: Well, you were. that you, you, you could hear you like in
1: I know. But it, was, it was 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, you but it was also November. Two hours it was November and he was had his window wide open. Cause he has a computer server in the back, back of his house. Like no one has their window open except this cat. But yeah, my next air no, nobody, I talked to Je- Jeannie the next day and she said, no, I didn't hear you guys at all. I like, right. I'm, glad, I'm glad Jeannie can fill it in for us. Shout Thank you. You.
3: There is something funny though about you judging what oh, people do Jeannie. in their homes in certain times of the year and why why they would justify having a window open. Like you, you were the the judger of of how windows are used.
1: <laughs> There's something very funny about that. I'm just judging. Let people have their fun. I would never complain about someone having being loud at eleven o'clock. That's okay. all. Got it. All right. Get Wonged. There you go.
3: The other point, Jimmy was talking about uh, Joe Jordan forcing him to sell the car. See, the story is about Eric Ten Hag supposedly being very, very strict with his new squad at Manchester United. There was a story about Bruno Fernandez talking about how much he appreciates it, even though he's had to, I can't remember if it, he'd had to pay a fine, but supposedly this late fine is astronomical. It's quite a big fine. And there's several other things that uh, he commended Ten Hag for just bringing discipline to the room that was much needed and uh, whipping the room into shape. But, I mean, late fines in today's game. Jimmy, is it as common as it used to be? And is it still a thing that that managers truly have to enforce?
2: Yeah, managers do. But then what ends up happening in, in the dress room, normally the captain and the older guys get together and they have their own fine list. Okay. You know, so if you're late or you leave your gear around or leave your jersey or training top on the training pitch. So they'll have probably about 20, 25 things that they'll find the players for. Um, And then that goes into a kitty and that's normally for your end of season party. Right. And then the manager will have a few as well that he'll stick on to that.
4: We gave ours to charity, but nice, (laughs) nice to have a party
3: as well if you like.
2: Yeah, we did. It was a charity party. Yeah. I, no,
3: I love the difference here. The the difference in the list and the accumulation of the kitty. You must have how many fines did you have on your list, Jimmy? Were there like three hundred things?
4: There
2: was quite a few, yeah.
4: Oh, they used to take the make honestly, yeah, they were just everything. It was a constant like you're just throwing in pounds and pounds and the for everything.
3: So can you peel the curtain back? Give give us give us a couple. Other than I think-
2: I think we even made one up on the spot one time because Phil Ryan started wearing fake tan and it started running all over the gear and the chain. <laughs> <laughs> the kit man, man used to lose it. <laughs> I can't get this shit out of the clothing. <laughs> That's a funny one.
3: Yeah, that should be a fine. Uh, I've wondered that with some of the guys. Like Ronaldo's always beautifully tanned in the middle of the season. There's no way that, that that's natural. There must be quite a few kit men.
4: Well, you should know, you know, with a Portuguese what? background, whether that's possible or not.
3: Uh, it's so questionable that I'm Portuguese because I don't yeah. hold the color as well.
4: I think he uses all the creams and all that kind of stuff and probably a little bit of color in there too, a
3: little bronzer. Real Madrid kit man must have hated him then. Yeah, well, if you're Ronaldo, you could probably get away it. with it. He was just he was just buying new kits every week. And he walked at the start of the season and he'd just give the kit man fifty grand. Yeah. Tell me when my uh my limits up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. What about you, Craig? Were there any interesting finds? How about when you when you started, when you came as a as a youth player? Were they harder on you being the the big tall Redwood Canadian? Um yeah. Were they more creative at Ipswich. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a youth player, no. I mean,
4: there wasn't there wasn't really any fines as such. I mean, you you didn't have any money to give to put in the it, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They just had to do your jobs well because if your job wasn't done well, everybody had to stay until it was done properly. So uh, you wouldn't be Mr. Popular with the other lads if they didn't do your job properly. Mm. But, yeah, you were in that position a lot, Jimmy A. Eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And That's then our, sure. our, our guy, the uh, Trevor Curtin, his name was, I think I told you this before, but when he was younger, he cut two of his fingers off with a bandsaw, and, cool. but he's got these little stubs, little nubs, and he would also jam them under your ribcage
1: too if you didn't do your job. Yeah. Oh,
2: <laughs> I did
3: hear that story.
1: Yeah, Michael like co- my, my c- abuse. My cousin Gaston. Uh my ex-wife was first time meeting him, Gaston, uh, French Canadian, used to be a fisherman, uh has nine fingers. And she shakes hands with him and she's like couldn't understand. What, all nine of them? All <laughs> with <laughs> with four of them. And she said afterwards, she goes, I didn't understand what's going on with his hand. I go, Oh, when he was fishing, one of the one of the nets caught around his fingers and just popped it right off. So went into the water, lost this finger forever. And he had he had a nub and he would do that, too. He would give you the, you know, big fisherman hands, but the nub. So it would be like a cigar being jammed into your. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: The bone is like right there at the tip. Wouldn't it be ironic if the 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 finger that got lopped off was the finger that the bait that caught the big fish that day and they were open it up to, you know, to eat it? And it's like, oh, there's the finger old fish fingers. Yeah. Uh, was nickname, that was his nickname. Gaston Fish Fingers. Getting it reattached. Arr. Yeah.
3: I didn't know where that story was going to go, though. No, I didn't know either there. he's like, now know. my, my ex wife and my cousin.
1: Sometimes they don't always land. Beautiful like, French
3: name. Not, not thought, like Tom oh God, Cruise. Here we go. That's why she's the ex. I introduced
1: <laughs> her to Gaston, and <laughs>
3: c'est l'histoire
1: finie. Merci. Uh, many, uh, many reasons why. Many reasons why. Jimmy knows, Craig knows. <laughs> it's not just one. Oh, man.
3: Did you see? The, I, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with all these great preseason friendlies. All of the, uh, the big European clubs are on tour, of course, grabbing huge gate revenues. Barcelona were in South Florida last night to play David Beckham's Inter Miami. And Phil Neville said before the game this is the biggest game in Inter Miami's history. In this game, he brought on his son and david beckham's son who have 0 mls minutes between them to play against barcelona in this quote the biggest game in inter miami's history they lost 6-0 by the way this was the first i think this was the first time that barcelona ha- had played a com- you know somewhat competitive game a friendly in this preseason like my god the- how are we supposed to take this club seriously greg They can't even take themselves seriously. Been
4: around for five minutes. It probably is their biggest game ever.
3: Nah, they played in the playoffs in their first season. They opened the stadium. I know. They have Gonzalo Higuain.
2: Weird saying, a friendly is your biggest game. (laughs) And your kids are playing in it? And your kids are playing. (laughs) (laughs) Am I just sitting around the dinner table? How'd you enjoy that, son? Did you have fun? Yeah, it was great, Dad.
4: Yeah, shame you lost 6-0.
2: But they made a lot of there was a lot of changes to a halftime. I think they brought on like eight players and,
3: and that's all, usually the it's case in the Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen TFC a few times play these clubs on, on their preseason tour. Sunderland mm-hmm. came the season after Jermaine Defoe, or maybe it was that season.
2: Yeah. That well well over the years here. we played I think we played Villa, we played Real Madrid.
4: Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be nice, watching Danny, Danny Dicchio play against
3: the Vancouver eighty sixers with Millwall. Mm. Right. My, my point being is that you'll you'll get a half of youth players and or a half where you're like, who's number 61 running around out there? It's all the strange numbers. A lot, a lot of f- 50s and high 40s running around. Yeah,
2: like normal, normally your starters, they'll, they'll play 45 or so. Get a little run, get them off. Mm-hmm. You just want to come out of those games with no injuries for yeah. the MLS teams. It's more for
4: Barcelona the... Also- going into it, want to know what they're getting into. Like, are you playing a full team? Is this mm-hmm. going to be a more serious match? Yeah. Because they can work around their schedule too, their preseason schedule. But if it's going to be a little bit like, oh, you're going to play your kids? Oh, okay, well, all right, well. I don't want to be a
1: complete dick about these things, but isn't it, wouldn't it be a great opportunity for marketing, for the MLS to play strong and come out of it with a, a draw or a, hey, a really close loss um, on a pure, hey, we're at this standard now. No, and or, or am I missing the, the point? The, here? the
3: win, the win is simply putting yourself on the bill next to them. Mm, it's okay. Simply putting yourself on the pitch with them. Yeah,
4: the All Star game is is kind of uh, one they do, They want they want to do well in. Yeah, you know because they generally will play a Barcelona. Who are they playing this year? Do you know how that the works? Liga, Liga MX All Star team? Oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah, Ooh, first time. That'd be
2: a good one. Ooh, ah, that would yeah. get a bit heated.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that as well. I'm not sure if they how they assembled that Liga MX side. Um, if they've done it the same way with fan voting, but it's surprising it's taken so long to to do that. And I think that could be that could be the win. That could be the play. Though I have liked seeing the MLS All Stars try their hand against some of the big clubs. You know. Jimmy, you got West Ham in Toronto, which no yep. offense, Craig, but I felt like that was uh, there was might have been a few teams that were unavailable, and West Fuck Ham off. happened to be available for, <laughs> for the trip. <laughs> well, they had booked Juventus, they had Chelsea twice, they had United. They the hammers are massive. Before? I understand, and I'm a big Carlton Cole fan. He he was the star, I think, at the time.
4: Yeah, no, I get it. And you you know what, to generally speaking, I mean, this is a preseason tour for whoever those clubs are. And if you're going to have an all-star game between two leagues like that, you've got two teams, you've guaranteed a competitive match. Guaranteed. As opposed to, yeah, are they going to play their star players? Are they going to do, you know, how serious are they going to take it?
3: Robert Lewandowski was out there. He wasn't. Uh, he didn't start. Actually, I'm not sure if he got on the pitch at all. Actually, he didn't. Uh, no, he certainly I don't didn't think start. He dressed, but I saw him running around in warm ups anyway, and we've seen a lot of shots of him now in that new Barcelona Spotify kit. And God, it looks weird. It looks weird. And then, then take into consideration this is a side that couldn't afford to keep Messi last summer, and they have since bought Memphis Depay, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Ferran Torres for like $60 million from Man City, Adama Traore, and now Lewandowski, who at the least was a €45 million Euro acquisition. Just to get him. We're not talking salaries. Yeah. What does that tell you? I think,
4: I think it either tells us that they saw Messi on a decline and they used it as an out. Do mm. you really think that? I don't know. It just seems kinda of odd that they've gone Oof. this they've lost their the legendary messy and then they go this route, but Yeah, and then all of a sudden you find money.
2: Yeah, oh, look what look what I found in the couch. Yeah. Forty five well, million.
3: They did make a, a CSB style deal with this marketing company that's that's going to turn revenue for them. At this twenty five year deal, which that Charmin brought up in the last show and who knows how that'll work they might regret they're obviously a massive global brand but they have lost a lot of revenue generating power simply because the Spanish economy is not doesn't stack up against England and their t- television rights deals for La Liga doesn't stack up against the Premier League and if they're not in the final rounds of the Champions League they're not getting those benefits as well they might start relying on their women's team to fill that place honestly Mm. <clears throat> right. Yeah. How do you think he'll do in La Liga? Do you think Lewandowski still got a lot left in the tank?
2: Oh yeah, he'll score goals there for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely will. Just, yeah, be, it would be. It's. It's going to be weird seeing him in a Barcelona kit. That's for sure. Yeah, but he definitely will be banging in goals.
4: Nothing okay. weirder than when you see yourself in a Barcelona shirt though for him, you know what I mean? Like he's probably looking in the dress like it it would be odd for
3: him, really strange. Yeah. 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 When you uh first put on a different shirt, Craig it was Chelsea, right? Chelsea yeah. after yeah. Ipswich. Yeah, after 13 years at Ipswich, that was strange, was it? Do you remember yeah. the first day of training? You pulled oh, Yeah. On. Oh I'm yeah. I mean that was the big hit in the face moment.
4: Yeah, well, and then Viali and Zola. Mm-hmm. LeBouff. That
2: was least, some team
4: back then. All those guys, I'm like, oh, Rude the manager. It's like, holy shit. Fucking nuts. The 5 aside standard was unbelievable. Mm. I unbelievable. I was on fire, by the way. Oh, yeah? King of the 5 aside. Oh, I was on fire. <laughs> Might have been the best training session I'd ever had. just just one
3: just one train oh no
2: well no i'm no no but
3: that particular one being the first one okay it's because you're playing with better players um or different caliber of players yeah Mm. yeah i would say i mean you had
4: a bunch of players there they're probably up there with world player of the year at some stage you know Mm.
3: see jimmy i've said this before you you chirped my co-ed league goal streak uh, but I scored again last night, so that's uh, three goals in four games. Fantastic!
2: Great. That's a, that's a ed team, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great.
3: Yeah. C division Tuesday nights. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You might get promoted.
1: <laughs> Describe great. it for me, B. What What happened?
3: Oh, it was just a you know classic, you know number nine, number nine uh, run there, Crash the net, and uh, the hard- hardworking winger who usually plays uh, the number nine when when I'm off or, or when we. When it's late on, we need a goal. Uh, he, he was on the wing, and he just fired a perfect cross uh, into the six-yard box, and I just had to touch it with my left foot, which is not my strong foot.
2: Put it in. And celebration?
3: Oh, I did the Ronaldo
2: in the halfway line. Same! Yeah, you, yeah. you ran all the way back to the halfway line to do that?
3: Yeah, that's right. Okay, Full sprint. We lost 3-1. It was a tough year <laughs> for you to do an Achilles.
2: So you're, you're down 3-0?
3: No 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 <laughs> we were down at that time we were down 2-0. Well, so 2-0. The momentum shifted? Yeah. Yep. My Portuguese brethren made a fucking mistake. He got greedy pinching and uh, we gave it right back to them. 3-1 and that's
2: how it finished. So normally I'm just saying, you know, if you're down 2-0 or 3-0, uh, when you score you just grab the ball and you take oh, the I ball. Oh I did, right. I did. Yeah. I
3: grabbed the ball, I ran to the halfway line, I threw it at the other my teammate and then I right. seemed and right on the right on the circle.
4: It doesn't help that his actual idol of all time is a little bit on the selfish
3: side. I guess oh, I don't think Sharman's very selfish. You think <laughs> James Sharman's selfish?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I, I think he's like troubled.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good description.
3: Yeah. yeah uh, we his should have also... crushed him. His dad absolutely crushed him. Yeah. We know that. We could also define what getting <laughs> Charmin would be. Yeah. You when your dad Charmin. trades you to the other team,
1: <laughs> we think- have this. Being crippled crippled emotionally from about nine years old, that's being that's sharmans.
3: Actually, there there is a definition. It's uh it's called the Sharman dream, actually. But it 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 means when you have a dream that you're in a situation that you have absolutely no business being in, that you are absolutely underqualified to be in. And this comes from during the <laughs> when we did the World Cup. So we're working thirty days straight, these these ten hour days, the twenty ten World Cup, and Sharman comes in the next day and he goes, I had a dream I was playing for England. Like I was, I was in the, I was in the team, I was, I was playing midfield, but I was myself. Like I had the abilities that I currently have now, but I was playing for England in this game against Germany, and he couldn't understand why the hell he was out there. And the guys are, you know, expecting him to be at their level, and he's absolutely not. And he made a meal of it. And I forget who he said uh, had come through and, and and blasted him in the face. It was, uh, it wasn't Bastian Schweinsteiger. It was someone funny in the moment. So when you're totally out of your depth. That's the Charmin dream. Someone
1: blasted him in the face <laughs>
3: with an elbow or something. Oh, okay.
4: We had a preseason game at this uh, small club. I think Harry was getting a few bucks for it. And there's a fan that just kept slaughtering the players, slaughtering us. Fucking shite. Fuck, I could do better. Fuck, it went on and on and on. So, so Harry says, Hey, come down here fucking kid up you're going on second half if you think you can do fucking better so you put the fan on
2: that's brilliant
4: <laughs> yeah like just in his runners no no they gave him boots the whole gear holy shit how yeah. did he fare he was terrible of course <laughs> <laughs> what position did he go in at i uh, put him in midfield you
2: imagine you imagine playing that game and that guy's coming on beside you is there footage of this somewhere
4: uh there's definitely there's definitely harry telling stories about it that's probably
3: better footage so how many minutes did he get out there
4: i can't remember i thought you think he played the whole second half
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and he was probably a couple of beers
4: in who knows, but you get a lot of chirpers.
2: Oh, oh yeah, you do. Kidding me? All the oh, Fuck.
4: It's the culture, right? Oh, yeah. It just destroy you. Mm-hmm. Even at these small little grounds like where there's like 500 seats and you're playing some local team.
3: Did you do a lot of random preseason games uh, at small venues because you were touring the country or someone made a deal with some Airbnb or bed and breakfast back then so you ended up in some small town that you never would have been to otherwise
4: yeah yeah sometimes the clubs that do these little deals who knows where that money was going you're playing as some guy's testimonial for FC like in the middle of fucking nowhere or whatever I remember we had one line Harry last minute talk about Porto Spain Jimmy everybody was set to go right after the game uh, last game of the season straight to the airport And Harry threw in a couple of days before, oh, I've got this testimonial that uh, we're lined up to just need some lads to show up. And we're like, the fuck, we're going, we're going. And then he got all all upset that nobody would have volunteered. So he said, I'm going to start fining you if you leave. And everybody left anyway. (laughs) 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 So you had a good party at the end of the year then with the fine money? Oh, no, ours went to charity, like I said. <laughs> Jimmy, was your party good?
2: That was awesome. We had some really good parties,
3: yeah, live bands, everything. Oh, you name it. It was going on, yeah, I feel like when you became with you as the captain, the fine list must have been incredibly long, like an arm's length.
2: Oh, I was trying to find for everything. Just thinking about that year end party. you're right, <laughs> just plotting it out. <laughs> someone came a bad joke shit joke 10 bucks let's go
1: <laughs> no frosted tips you got you got fine no frosted yeah. tips bad haircut yeah. walks in bad haircut fine wow
2: yeah.
3: every sweater god back in the day when people carried cash that'd be stressful i think if i in general if i played with you i think i'd be a nervous wreck i'd be a big ball of anxiety but I feel as though no you last get- five minutes in one of those dressing rooms over oh, there. Oh yeah, I know. I, I'd I'd be worse off than the fan that got on the pitch there.
2: And your gear as well. As soon as you walked in, everybody was judging you. Yeah, yeah. your gear would have been cut up, deep it's- heat in the pants, around the collar, your neck. We used to get yeah. duct tape and tape like dress shirts to the wall because they were that bad. <laughs> <laughs> That deep heat. So how did you, that, deep heat. The then, how Man, did you get your that clothes deep off then, Jimmy? How did you get your clothes off in the, the boxes? No, mine was good. I was all right. <laughs> yeah, the deep heat was horrendous. What they oh. do is like, say in your jeans, like where you by your sack, they would just put a little bit of deep heat, just a little bit. Uh. So you come out of the shower, you get dressed, and guys be like, "Hey, we're gonna go to Starbucks or whatever. Go grab a coffee." And, yeah. Okay, let's go. You get in your car, and all of a sudden you start twitching, and you're like, "Holy shit, I'm hot. I'm really hot." Yeah. I'm burning now. I'm burning.
4: I think I got either venereal disease or something else <laughs> going on.
2: It's horrible. You just put on just enough where you just start getting that sting.
4: Or a whole bunch and then they're just off the wall.
2: Yeah. But if you do too much, then right away they get it. Right, You yeah, want them true. at least to leave, get in their car and drive off. And
3: yeah. yeah. Get, get stuck what in the it. Car. Is. You yeah. want them to be stuck sitting
2: in it. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Nice young men you guys were. That's good. It has been fun to be in that room. Hey, did you hear this? This uh, Halifax town who are in the National League, they're in the fifth tier right now, the striker, Jamie Allen. He's left the club in preseason. He's only just signed, literally, a few weeks ago, brand new contract. And he's left to join the cast of Love Island. So, yeah, it's the end of the season. He wants to try his hand in the villa, which, uh, I'll be honest, he probably has a better chance of making more money in just a few episodes of uh, of Love Island. Oh, yeah. Playing a Halifax town,
2: that's what he's probably done. Thought, oh, What well, oh, level or Halifax
3: okay, now? They're in the National League,
1: the fifth tier. Oh, fifth tier. Hey, no. you know that's a storyline, right? From Ted Ted Lasso. Remember Jamie Bent or goes? Away, oh yeah, goes away. Jamie and comes, Tart. Jamie Tart. Sorry. Jamie Tart. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was. Back. It was a. It was a show that they were mocking after Love Island. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, so this guy Jamie Allen is the real Jamie Tart? Right. Wow. Small world. So if you were a teammate of this guy, and assuming he's able to come back into the team, um, how do you feel about him pissing off in preseason to go on Love Island, Jimmy? At that level?
2: I would laugh. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. At that level, I'd laugh. I'd I'd be laughing my head off.
3: He's 27 years old. Would you ever do any of those shows? That's what I wanted to ask you. I would do Naked and Afraid.
1: Mm. <laughs> That's a great show. Is naked that... and Afraid? Yeah. Yeah. It's English that show, right? No, it's uh just it could be, but it, it's on Discovery Plus. It's on dis or history or one uh, of the Canadian. Discovery American late night. Day. Okay, yeah. yeah. What are they afraid of?
2: Oh, oh at nighttime the dark. Oof. Oh,
1: so you're, you're in naked the jungle, and it's dark. You're, you're in the woods, right? You're naked in the woods. jungle, desert, anything. They drop you into alligator infested tropical jungle everything it's crazy not a chance naked naked yeah freedom you get a satchel you have a satchel that goes across right jimmy yeah Yeah, oh yeah you'd actually do
3: that show jimmy
2: yeah i would do that
3: yeah what's your goal in that show what are you hoping to achieve is it conquer some personal fear is it to win the pot What, what, what win
2: win the pot get out of there
1: Yeah, you have to, what is it, 30 days or 28 days, right, Jimmy? 28 days. Yeah,
4: four weeks. No, Jimmy's on the. it's all about shock value for him. He doesn't care about fucking winning it. (laughs) No, it's
1: true. He's probably going to hump a tree stump. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, are you the guy who humped a tree stump? Yeah, three weeks in, I can't handle it anymore. Yeah, and you watched. Yeah, catch,
2: (laughs) catch me if you can.
3: You've probably walked around naked for 28 days anyway. You don't need to be on a TV show for that. Yeah. That's pretty much
2: true. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about That's you, Craig? At, TF, at TFC, oh. I remember the physio there, Carm Laboy, great guy. And uh, the wee man. Yeah. And he used to get so mad at me because he would like clean the hot tubs and everything, get them all ready for the boys. And I would get in there. And then uh, I'd be like, hey, Carm, do you mind giving me a little rub my hamstrings? And yeah, yeah, no problem. Come on over. Well, I would get a, naked because I would always be naked in the hot tubs and he'd lose it. <laughs> put clothes on. No, I refuse. Come get me out of it. He's like, you're such an idiot. Just put your clothes on. No.
3: <laughs> no, you're not doing he's, it. He's been there since day
2: one. He's still yeah, working there. He's yeah. the best.
1: Jimmy, best uh, have you ever sunburnt your package? Uh, No. All right.
2: No, I can tell you I don't you believe him,
1: Wonger. I don't believe him. You believe him? No, it sounds it sounds a little. Uh, I think it sounds a little that that story. I think he has, or at least the back of his ass. Like so, you burnt your yeah lower for sure. You've fallen region. asleep.
2: Yeah, I burned an ass cheek, but not uh, not, not the your sausage. Not, not the your sausage. All right, no, no. Normally, if Factor Sixty goes on, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Craig, I'm what about you? Bell end little bit of zinc there
4: there was a player once that i saw come into the dressing room with about two dozen acupuncture needles in the head of his
3: penis oh my god why was jimmy doing that
2: no that was not me (laughs) yeah
3: what was, was what was the
4: point yeah what is the point of that just mm-hmm. to get a reaction from the last
2: i <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, I'll tell you there was there this guy honestly there's stuff
4: that's just stuff i wouldn't even i can't even uh, that's not even the beginning of this shit like it you can't even say some of it it would you'd have to be you think it would be thrown in a in a Satan silo
2: i I remember one time <laughs> when I was younger at Bristol and a big center back it's got Matty Bryant. and uh he comes into the into the physio room. <laughs> and all of a sudden the door flies open he's like doc he goes i got a mole on my willy i need you i need you to help me out he goes what do you mean he goes i got this mole he goes i can't can't get it off he goes i don't know what's what's going on with it he goes i need you to, to have a look and the doc's like okay do you want to come in the room and you know i'll have a look he goes no no we can do it right here doc i i shower these guys all the time so doc goes okay no problem because uh let, let's have a look and make sure that you know everything's okay and if we got a Take you the dermatologist or whatever it is, but he goes, I'll have a quick look. So he pulls his shorts down and out it comes, like just flop. And the doc's like, Well, where's the mole? He goes, just right here, doc. And he starts pulling his thing back. And there's this little toy mole on his head. i almost <laughs> this little toy that's a little mole with like, his hands up <laughs> i almost fell off the table i was dying doc's like yeah you're such an idiot brian get the hell out of here <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid it's uh, so stupid man. That, that's hey that like that's Typical dressing room banter where the guys are just doing stupid stuff all the time. Oh, the docs yeah. are always losing it. Physios are going. To <laughs> physio
1: things. always losing yeah. it.
2: Yeah. I remember one time we had a, <laughs> a physio at, at Bristol. Okay. His name was Buster Footman. And he what was a Londoner who was in the Royal Marines. And we used to wind him up all the time. Right. <laughs> hey, Doc. What was it like? Or, hey, Buster. What was it like in the in the Marines? It's the Royal Marines, son. It's the Royal Marines, not the Marines. And we had this guy, Tommy Dougherty, and used to wind him up all the time. And Buster used to tell about back in his day how fit he was. Now, this guy, he was fit. He was probably about 60, like really, really fit guy, right? And Tommy Dock used to like, just annoy him all the time and wind him up. And then two of them used to go out of head to head. And Buster was like, Tommy, he goes, I'll bet you a thousand bucks. He goes, I can beat you in a race. He goes, Buster, there's no chance. He goes, one lap around the pitch. He goes, okay, well, what are we got to do? He goes, all I'm going to do is, he goes, I'm going to give you a cup of water. He goes, so I get a little bit of a lead. He goes, right. So Doc goes, oh, so I just got to drink this water. He go, By the time I drink this cup, you've got probably maybe five seconds in front of me. And then he goes, the race is on. He goes, absolutely son. He goes, and then otherwise you pay me, and you leave me alone. He goes, all right. Yeah, let's do it. So we get out to the To the the pitch, right? The whole team's out there now, right? For this race. And we're all going, come on, Buster. Come on. Because he was relatively fit. Well, the water comes out, right? The assistant coach has got the water there. He goes, okay, on three, Doc, I'll give you the water. Race is on. So he goes, one, two, three. Gives Doc the water in the styrofoam cup. Doc goes to drink it. Boiling hot water. <laughs> Buster Frontman <laughs> walked walked the whole lap. <laughs> Tommy had to go to the bank and get his money. <laughs> you never seen this kid. He was trying to drink this boiling hot water so quick and burning his lips. <laughs> uh, it was a best. Yeah.
3: Those suckers. Oh yeah. man. Uh, <laughs> I know you want we uh we wanted to get out of here around this mark. Uh, Wonger, do you got anything in the mail sack, buddy? So we talked a lot I, about mail sacks today, but I did.
1: Uh, I, I was gonna I was gonna bring one up, and it was. Uh, but it, it's too big a discussion. We'll bring it up on Friday. But it's about one soccer and their deal with CBC. Craig and I were talking wow, about exciting. It. Yeah, awesome. Let's bring it up on Friday. Let's bring it up for news and such. So it's more of a a news and such conversation because I think there's a little bit of Media, football, and, you know, the landscape in Canada. We'd like to hit some of that.
3: Okay.
4: Mm. Yeah. And from, otherwise, Friday's otherwise, it's... it's uh, and, C- and CBC Nightly News.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And otherwise, it would just be Carrie Ryan. She just threw something out. Uh, and basically, I'm going to steal it. It's uh, listen, like, laugh, and learn. Subscribe. Because she does our marketing on, our, on the East Coast and the West Coast right. for Footy Prime. So thanks, Carrie. So now that's going to end up in a sales deck near you. (laughs) That's right. I said, I was going to steal it. The four L's
3: fair. Well, anything that they make available on Twitter to us can be used in some capacity in any footy prime production that we may or may not have thought of yet. So now it's in sales manuals. There you go. Longer marketing. We love our our
4: listeners. We love them.
3: We do love
2: them. They're the best.
3: They really are.
2: Yeah. Love them. They are. They're they got good banter too. They're- they do. They
3: really do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've s- seen you on there with them.
1: Oh, also uh, another shout out if you haven't yet listened to the uh, Eva Havaris, uh podcast. What some really great insights and uh, real I like it. You got to go back and revisit that podcast because it's really well done.
3: It was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. F- that was Friday's news and such, right?
1: Uh, that's correct. Last and- Friday's
3: news and such with Eva Huvares.
1: That's right, and if you're in the Toronto area, uh, August 10th, Unmatched, a Tennis Canada is throwing an equity inclusive equity. I forget what the name of it, but I'll do better next time. Be <laughs> a more be conference. Yeah, um, we'll be there. Unmatched. Too. Yes. Un- unmatched. Sorry.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a conference uh, promoting and about equity and inclusivity.
1: Thank you. Yes,
3: and we are happy to be included in that. Hey, maybe by Friday we'll have
4: news on where. Billy Cristiano- Jean King's going to be there.
3: Yeah, yeah. Billy Jean King is going to be there. Right, uh, Craig, yeah. you are so good at thwarting goodbyes. It's it's <laughs> I don't honestly say it is a I theme. Got,
4: I, got, I want to stay on here all day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Craig, we love you, buddy. Um, I'll, just, I'll just put a bow in it. I was going to say maybe by Friday Cristiano Ronaldo will have moved clubs um, because the, the rumor is that George Mendes has swooned Diego Simeone to bring him to Atletico Madrid. I cannot see that happening. The crossing the divide. He still has to live in Madrid, for Christ's sake. He has a family. I could not imagine him in those uh, red and white stripes of Atletico.
2: I hope nothing happens on Friday, because otherwise, if it does, I'm going to be stuck with you, and you're going to be talking <laughs> about this all goddamn night long I at know. Beer Fest.
4: Just, just stop. <laughs> Start the football already.
3: I might not get to go to Beer Fest, because I'll be trying to get a shirt made. I'll be running around Woodbridge trying to find someone with a, a new Atleti top that I can put seven Ronaldo on the back. And then what's Joel Felix going to do? He's going to have to get a new number. Is he going to wear 17?
2: Who fucking oh. cares? Yeah. No, seriously, <laughs> who cares?
3: <laughs> well, we appreciate all of you caring enough to listen to the show. And, oh, and yeah, we all we, of we you. Can, and we care about you. <laughs> the listeners, not me, you mean. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Understood.
2: Uh, do you All know, right. hey, I I think if we log off right now, Forrest will just stay on and continue talking.
4: Yeah, if you guys want to just <laughs> hang out with me, <laughs> sitting here,
3: you know in, what you should do, Craig? You in Naimo, you should go. <laughs> is that you are? You should go on Twitter, and you should say, uh, "Just finish the show. Up for some banter? Ask me anything. Honestly, tweet it. Yeah, and tag our partners, North Star Bet and Footy Prime." Yep. When you do this, and you'd be surprised the things that people would ask you. It'd be half yeah. as fun as doing a show with Warner.
1: Well, I would also say instead of Twitter, you can do you can do that, or you can log on to Tinder and do the same thing. It's a little different, I think, on <laughs> wow. Tinder. Wow. Especially in Nanaimo.
2: I like agree. You. I yeah. agree it's a little you're different. You'd probably only swipe twice there, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs>
4: then it'd be done. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I'd bring it down the age, I tell you.
3: <laughs> i where, like, where you, where you I'm at a now? toy? I'm a toy boy here. <laughs> the scenery is quite different at last.
2: They day. must be just eyeing you up. Who's this new guy.
3: Oh yeah. Especially
4: the one who's lying in the hospital bed hot.
1: Jesus.
3: <laughs> All right, Ron Wet Redwood. I feel like this is the perfect time to say <laughs> goodbye. So to quote uh, James Sharman, cheers for listening and please keep finding me.